Hey everybody, it is Nick Bradley here. Welcome to Scale Up. So most of you know that I focus a lot of my coaching and consultancy on seven-figure entrepreneurs. So people who have reached seven figures in their business and they want to scale to what I call the magic eight-figure mark because it's at that point that you can really think about an exit and all that sort of stuff. But I want to change tack a little bit here today because I've got lots of people getting in touch with me and they are saying, I, I want to get to seven figures, Nick. I mean, how do I do that? Because I totally get the whole idea of building a business to exit, creating freedom, wealth, get all that. But I'm stuck in, let's call it the, the six-figure hamster wheel. And how do I get out of that? So what I thought I'd do today for all of you who have aspirations to get to life-changing exit, you know, acquisitions, all the strategic stuff that I, I teach from my private equity days, let me let me first get you, <laughs> give you some tips, some advice to get you out of this six-figure range. Now, let's be clear here. Building a six-figure business is still awesome. You know, multiple six figures is is kind of what a lot of people aspire to. But one thing you've got to realize is once you get into six figures, it doesn't mean that six figures of revenue equals six figures of profit, okay? You've got to be sensible in terms of what you build the structure of the business to be so that you actually get what you ultimately want, which is the ability to, to live life on your terms. And I see a lot of people making mistakes, if you like, where they think the, the goal or the result is what I call momentum or business momentum. But what they don't realize is that if they get on to this idea of momentum, so something that's building and building and building, sometimes they can get on this, this hamster wheel that I mentioned beforehand, and effectively what they're doing is just going faster but not moving forward. Okay, so, so in the beginning, you know, when you start a business, you hustle hard, you fight for every sale. Quite often people, ref, uh, they rely, if you like, largely on referrals, and I suppose working with people in their network. And because of this, they don't have any consistent way of driving leads. So you are effectively relying on luck for your marketing. And while all this is going on, you are the person who does most of the work. So it's not just marketing and sales, but you're doing delivery, fulfillment, operations, managing finances, you know, and you've got all these other things happening. You've got a family potentially, all of that. So the key term that happens a lot when people are kind of in the six-figure mark, hence the reason we say the hamster wheel, is they become stuck because they are always busy and the moment that they stop, the fear is and, and sometimes the reality is the business flow will stop as well and things will dry up, okay? So, so that's why getting to seven figures is such a big thing, right? And you know, we get into being entrepreneurs and entrepreneurship because you know, we don't want it to just be hustle, okay? You don't, you don't want to be the business owner where the business owns you because you're effectively just an employee, maybe a glorified employee, but you're still an employee. You want to be into the situation where you get to have a business that's allowing you to have an amazing life, okay? So, so when I look at this, this six-figure thing, one of the most important things you've got to think about and probably the most the number one thing at the top is is money. It's cash flow. And so thinking about that, well, what drives cash flow? Well, first and foremost, you've got to have predictability of leads. You've got to have predictability of sales. And then from that, you get the predictability of cash flow. Okay. And I often say to people when they're in that sort of six 
figure mark is once you start to get predictability of that, everything else starts to become easier because you have the resources, you have the biggest asset you need, capital, to be able to invest in all the other things that are going to fuel your business, fuel growth. Okay, so write that down. Predictable leads, predictable sales equals or leads to predictable cash flow. Okay, so that's absolutely the most important thing. But let's go through the the six questions. These are the six questions that I will ask an entrepreneur, a business leader when they come to me to see whether they are ready to scale quickly with the stuff that we teach. Acquisitions, joint ventures, partnerships. Do they have everything in place? Let's call it the business foundations in place so that they can then start to do the stuff that's going to accelerate and drive exponential growth. Okay, so how does that sound? Good. So these are the six questions. And coincidentally, back to the the topic, if you like, of this episode, they are the same six questions that are going to scale you from six to seven figures. Okay, because once you hit that seven figure mark, that's when you need to shift, as I say, to doing the more strategic stuff. So let's go through those questions. The first one is, do you have a focused purpose and mission for the business? Now, this one may sound somewhat simplistic, but sometimes, you know, having absolute clarity on why the business exists, what you're trying to achieve, who you're trying to serve, you know, because ultimately as entrepreneurs, we are problem solvers, right? So the purpose of what you're trying to do and why that matters is the first question, okay? If you can't answer any of these questions, even even if you're at seven figures, I find some people who are at seven figures, they might be in multiple seven figures, but they haven't got clarity on some of these questions. And then as they start to scale, they start to bring in other businesses and bolt things together and they, you know, create geographic expansion and other different strategies, they they find that there's a, a chink in the armor, there's an issue with the foundations and then things crumble because they haven't gone back and, and got the clarity they needed, okay? So even if you are listening to this, oh, I'm at seven figures, some of these questions will be relevant because you need to go back and, and build those foundations or rebuild those foundations so that you have absolutely the right, the right strength, if you like, of grounding to be able to grow quickly. Okay, so focused purpose and mission. The second question is, do you have a unique and remarkable value proposition? Now, I first started to read about this when I read Seth Godin's amazing book, um, Purple Cow, where he talks about, you know, this idea that, you know, if you drive along the road and there are multiple brown cows or black and white cows in the field. In fact, I did a whole podcast on this a few a few months back or possibly years back. And you're driving along and you see a purple cow, you have to stop the car. You might even crash the car because it stands out. It's so unique. It's so remarkable. And when we talk about your proposition, your proposition is not just the product or service. It's the way that you deliver that product or service to your ideal customer in a way that creates an amazing experience. So you want to sum up all of those things. So the businesses that have the highest value, the ones that can scale quickly, have a very, very clear sense of the value exchange that's happening between them and their ideal audience, okay? And it's unique, it's differentiated, it's remarkable, which means as they start to bring 
you know, other businesses into their group and all that sort of stuff. It's complementary to the core of what they've built. Okay, so you know, do, do you does your business have a unique and remarkable value proposition? Okay, next one, important, kind of goes back to how we started this episode. Do you have a predictable flow of customers delivering recurring revenue? Now, we don't want to have a business that just relies on hustle. We don't want to have to get up every single day or week and work out where our next piece of business is going to come from. And you'd be surprised, even, even some businesses that are in seven figures are still using hustle too much, okay, as opposed to having a system that drives this. So you, you should be able to sit there and say, okay, on every week or every month, this is how many leads are coming in. This is how those leads are being managed. This is how many sales opportunities are being created from that. This is how many offers are being made through my sales engine. And this is obviously how many sales I'm making and then driving that all the way through to cash. If you can't do that, it's something that you absolutely need to focus on, okay? And as I said from the very outset, the reason I started with that is that is the thing that I find most entrepreneurs in six figures, as soon as they get that working, then everything else changes, okay? And there's different ways that you can do it. I'll just kind of give you a couple of thoughts here because I know people think, well, that's great, Nick, but what do I do if I'm not there, well, the first thing is you've got to have a very, very clear understanding of who you're serving, right? You've got to have a very, very clear message which is relevant to them, okay? And and this is important because if you try and serve lots of people, the message that you put out there is going to be diluted. So you're better off serving one person really, really deeply with a message which is absolutely going to deliver on what they're outcome or their result is. So, you know, first and foremost, they may not be aware of you. They may not be aware they have a problem. So you have to educate around that. Once they are aware they have a problem, you need to educate around a solution, not necessarily your solution, but a solution to their problem. And then after that, you need to create awareness, engagement, again, around what you do, what your specific methodology or value proposition enables to be able to solve that problem. So if you go back from the very beginning, getting those things right, is the core, and then how you go and choose to get leads, whether it's through ads, building your own email list, social media, content, partnerships, whatever that is, you have the right foundations again of knowing exactly who you want to get to and where they are. One of my coaches said to me when we were scaling into seven figures a few years back, said to me, you know what, you've got to have the right pond with the right fish and the right bait. Okay, so if any of those things aren't congruent, you're not going to get the results. So, you know, you might be fishing in a pond which hasn't got, you know, or might have the right fish, but you're putting the wrong bait on the line, right? So there's no way that the fish is going to bite. So you've got to get all of those things joined up. Okay, so that was number three. The fourth one is right structure, right people, right seats. And this is a bit of a, an evolution, if you like, of what Gino Wickman talks about in traction, right? Where he talks about right people, right seats. That's fundamental, but you've also got to have the right structure. And a lot of people don't build the business based on the, having people in areas where you want to put the right amount of focus. So, for example, if I want to start to, you know, build a an opportunity to start doing acquisitions, I need to have a deal team in place. I need to structure that. I need a good legal representation. I need to have good finance, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, I might be scaling to, to seven figures. And once I've done that, I need to bring in different capability and structure that slightly differently so that I can 
enable a different strategy. In this example, an M&A strategy. Okay, so you work on the structure that's going to allow you to get to the next phase of growth. Okay, again, we're talking six to seven figures. So you need to structure your business as if you're at seven figures. Okay, and you need to build your bench and build your team backwards from the outcome. Lots of people leave, you know, hiring people, building to the very last minute. And (laughs) what happens is, they leave it so late that they're not going to get the scale and they're back on this hamster wheel because oh, I haven't got the money to invest, so therefore I can't do it. But the problem is you have to make those investments to free up your time and others' time so they can play in their lanes and they can get the result. Okay, So the ones who, who have been stuck at six figures for ages and they do come into my world, they, they listen to this show and they, they get in touch, I always ask them, I say, well, are you investing in the right people, in the right structure to achieve the outcome? And even if they're clear on the outcome – oh no, I'm still doing it myself or I'm, I've got a VA in the Philippines who's trying to you know, do all my sales prospecting. It's not going to work, okay? You've got to build the capability of the right people, right, in that right structure that's going to allow you to get there, okay? It's one of the quickest ways to scale and if you're stuck at six figures and you're, you, know, you look at your, your team and you haven't got them in a very, very clear to find way that's going to drive that strategy, then that's something you need to look at. Okay. Moving forward, the next one is, do you have documented processes and systems in your business that are leveraged where they can be by automation? Okay. So documented processes and systems leveraged by automation. Okay. Now this is super, super important. Okay. Because Again, if it's just lots of people or you running around the place trying to do absolutely everything, then you can never bring people in and build that team. So you want the processes clear and you want systems leveraging so that you can start to train others or use machines, the automation piece, to be able to drive what you're doing. So again, I'll use this back to the marketing example. If you think about, if I want to drive a lead and I want to nurture that lead in my business, I could have lots of people following up and taking people through that, that, that process of, you know, I'm aware I've got a problem, I need a solution. Or I can automate that messaging, you know, using different CRM systems. What do you think is more scalable and quicker overall? It's understanding how you can take away the important tasks but leverage them through through technology. So again, if everything in your business is manual, then you are going to be stuck, okay? You are going to be stuck. And and I often say there's no point bringing in businesses, acquisitions, (laughs) that sort of thing, bigger level partnerships if everything's manual because all you're going to do is increase the level of complexity when you need to simplify. So the best way of thinking about this one is simplify what you've got through systems, automation, processes before you start to do the strategic things. Okay, Um, I did say I think that there were six. There's a few more here because I'm going to keep adding because I think they're really important. The next one is defined values and behaviors driving a culture of performance. Now, in the world of private equity, interestingly, we don't we don't go deep into culture. Some people, you know, culture is the most important thing, and it is important, but it's more important when you start to scale because you've simply got more people and it's hard to manage lots of people because there's more complexity unless you have a framework or a way we do things around here. 
Okay, so values and behaviors effectively is that. This is what's acceptable. This is what not. This is what drives the business. This is what drives performance. And so as you're starting to scale, certainly, you know, into the multiple six figures getting to seven, you, st- you need to be more intentional about this. You can get away with it when you're in five figures because it might just be you and a couple of people, maybe you and a couple of VAs, maybe that's it. But when you start to build that team, when you start to get to anywhere between 12 to 15 employees or more in your business, or certainly people that are working around your business, that's when you have to start to define what's acceptable. Okay, there's nothing worse than, you know, you as the founder, the visionary, you know, you want to move quickly and then everyone else is moving slowly. Well, you need to have a value in the business, which then becomes a behavior, which is pace matters or velocity matters. Okay, otherwise you're the one who's going to get frustrated and you're going to be thinking, ah, oh, you know, what is it? What is it about these people? Well, it's not about the people. It's what you enabled. Okay, you've got to own that. Okay, next one. And this is an important sort of finance one. Remember, we're talking about six to seven figures. You have to have a profitable, scalable business model overall. Okay, so we talked before about predictability of revenue. So that's leads and sales. But you've got to have something which every time you bring in revenue, it's it drives profit. Okay, we talked about the importance of cash flow. You know, a business that's highly cash generative. In other words, it's got high margins. It's making a lot of money, a lot of profit off the whole way the machine works, the way the business model works, has the highest possible value. So what you don't want to do is you don't want to scale something quickly that hasn't got a scalable model because all you're going to do is increase the risk that that you know that not, not very profitable business is going to become potentially bigger and if something falls down, there's more chances, if you like, of those margins being depleted, and then you're actually got a bigger problem. So the way I look at it is you want to think about what's a good margin within your industry based on your strategy, based on your value proposition. You want to make that margin as profitable as possible by reducing costs, automation, systems, processes, the things we spoke about beforehand. And when you start to look at that and you go, actually, you know what? I can now predict the amount of profit that's going to be coming into my business over the next month, quarter, this year. Then you've got also a war chest that you can start to invest in the more strategic things. So often when people say, oh, you know, I want to do acquisitions. I've got a business that's doing, you know, 500K in revenue. I go, no, no, no. Get it to seven figures at the absolute least. And then we can start to do some stuff because you're going to have the resources to be able to invest, you know, time, money, and people, all of that. Okay. Now, The last thing I'm going to say here, it's not really a question. You know, we went through around about seven different things there, actually, six, seven different things. Um, But what I want to talk about here is probably the fundamental thing. And I've spoken about this a lot over the years, but I just want to be really, really clear with people. You know, you know, I say that you can't scale a business to the level of your mindset and your skill set. Okay, the level of your identity. So when you're thinking about getting to seven figures, you have to come from that result, from that outcome. So you need to act like a seven-figure entrepreneur, right? Someone who's achieved the result in order to get to that result as quickly as possible. So if you start acting like, hey, I'm still at five figures or I'm a six figures, you know, if you start to play small, it's going to cap A, the result you want to get, but it can also um, put the whole thing in jeopardy, right? So how do you do that, Nick? Well, you hang around people who are there, 
you get yourself in some bigger rooms you get yourself in different um, you know environments so that you can beat the right coaches and mentors that are going to help you scale quicker okay all of those things become super super important but you know even if you don't do that you've got to you've got to start to visualize the outcome so the people who I've worked with who are you know getting to eight figures it's the same thing you know they have to visualize what it means to build a business like that and a lot of them go wow you know I didn't even think I could get to seven figures well you've got to take that step again because what's going to get you to that next level is different to what got you to where you are today okay so I don't want to distract too much around what this episode is about. This is really about the key questions that I ask my clients when they are trying to scale to eight figures. But as I said, if they haven't got the answers or they haven't got the things lined up around those different areas, you know, half of the time people can't even get to seven figures. Okay. That's the importance of it. All right. Super critical. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed this. So go back and listen to it again. As I said, there's about six, seven different things there that you need to go and ask yourself if you want to get to that seven-figure mark. And then once you get to that seven-figure mark, you can get in touch with me. We can work. <laughs> we can do some amazing stuff, scale, scale you to an eight-figure exit, all that, okay? As I always say, be grateful, be brave, have faith, and show up. I hope you got some value from this episode. See you next week. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of Scale Up with Nick Bradley. If you enjoy the show just as much as I enjoy creating it for you, then I'd really appreciate you leaving a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And while you're there, why not subscribe to the channel so you never miss a future episode? It really helps me. It helps the show. Plus, it makes it easier for others to access the content that I'm producing week in and week out. And finally, if you want more information about anything you heard in today's show, or to find out how you can get more help in scaling up your business and your life, click the link in the show notes now to learn about our coaching, mentoring, and mastermind programs. See you soon.